Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? And welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Hannes, the developer behind the upcoming title known as Lone Ruin. Thanks for joining. Thanks. Hi. Did I say the name right? Yeah, sounded good. Okay, how would you say it though? Uh, Hannes. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. You were pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't that far off. All right, like I said before we started recording, I'm bad at names. I just am. I'd love to be more respectful of people, but my body just does not allow it. I don't know what yeah. it is. It's just something I, about me. I am probably worse, so I, I won't. I won't take offense. <laughs> It'll be all good. It'll be all good. All right. Well, I just wanted to say thank you again for joining because I am excited to talk about your game. I think it looks great. I think that the like we just talked about before we started recording the uh, the colors to it, the combat to it, like there's a lot to love in this game. Um, but I always want to talk about the people behind the game before we get into that, just because a lot of people don't really know who creates these games. Like it just seems like magic half the time. Uh, let's talk about you. Who are you, and uh, how did you get into game creation? Ah, uh, okay, bring out the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so uh, my name is Hannes Rahm. I uh, make games full-time these days. Uh, I started making games or game-like things back in like the early 90s because I'm I'm ancient. Uh, <laughs> if you couldn't tell by the gray in my beard, like uh, I've been around for, for a little bit. So I started started on the Commodore 64 and the Amiga to kind of oh, wow. like coding and uh, making a little, like I, I typed in uh, like binary or, uh, well, numbers to make little sprites and, uh, yeah. and did, did things like that uh, all the way back back in the uh, early to mid 90s and then uh, did a couple of things with friends like uh, little games I uh, was in the flash games scene for a little yeah. bit uh, did a bunch of that uh, yeah so th- that's like the the, the beginning beginning of the journey and then I at some point I found unity uh, started started trying to make games like more you know, um, yeah, for, yeah. for reals. So the last like five years or so, I've been trying to actively uh, make it uh, as a as an indie developer. Yeah, uh, yeah. And other than that, like my background is in graphic design. I worked at a an ad ad agency doing graphic design and web development. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's sort of where I where I come from. I live in uh, Jönköping, Sweden. So uh, that's also a thing. <laughs> that's also a thing. I love it. Um, let me ask you a question because I always am very interested in that point where you go from you know the person working in that market agency to then saying, 
you know what? I'm just going to do games. Like I can do this, right? Like what was that point for you where I'm sure there was a section of time where you were doing this, you know, the game thing from a part-time perspective, you were just doing it kind of as a hobby and doing yeah. it on the side. What was that point where you said like, I could, I could probably make a, a living off doing this full time. Um, as with many things, it, uh, like this last push came from, you know, like, um, uh, out of necessity. So yeah. I used to work for a company in the telecom telecom sphere where I uh, actually, uh, yeah, I, I did I did web development and stuff. Uh, they decided to um, uh, to close down the office I was working at. So I was in an office with like three people, and it was mm -hmm. away from their main things. And they were like bought up and consolidated and and stuff like that. So. They said, like, don't you want to move to this other town? And I said, uh, I don't know. I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> uh, so I stayed on as a consultant for them or contractor yeah. uh, for about a year. And during that time, I was uh, saying, okay, I'm going to make three, year, uh, three games that year. I'm going to mm -hmm. release them uh, often and so on. And then the first... How many did game, you make? Well, uh, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I started making making Hells Out of Demons, which is like my yep. my only project that is actually released on Steam and Switch and and so on. Yeah. Uh, so so I started doing that. It was supposed to be done in three months, and then uh, three months became like six months, and then I uh, hooked on a a publisher. Uh, and then it took a little bit longer. So I actually worked on that game for for quite a while before I mm. released it. Um, it was like, I don't remember exactly, but it was like two and a half years or something. Uh, I rewrote <laughs> it tw two th times and yeah, I was lucky to have like little gigs of uh, contract work in, yeah, from, yeah. from that company and from from a few other companies for like programming. Yeah. Uh, so so it, that kind of came at a good play, like a in a good, uh, with good timing for me. For sure. Uh, I was excited about this project. I had these, um, uh, like a little bit of money coming in so I could support myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was just good timing. I was ready for it. Um, yeah. that was sort of the point when, when I, when I started trying, trying to do this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens, right. You know, sometimes, uh, some people, they just get that thing where they're like, I just got to do this. And other people, it just makes sense from a work perspective. Cause you know, they either lose a job or something happens and they're like, well, now's the time to do it if I was going to do it. Right. Yep. Um, so I, I think that that makes sense and it, it seems to be working out for you so far. Um, you've got some exciting news that just released, uh, yesterday you're being published by super rare games, which is, which is awesome. How did, yes. uh, tell me a little bit about that process. Cause you said you, uh, before we were recording, you've been sitting this on like since September, this news, something why, like that. Yeah. Why does it take so long for an announcement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know exactly. Uh, <laughs> But there's a lot of things. So the thing that that uh, Super Rare uh, Games is is doing is they they're kind of transitioning or not transitioning but expanding mm -hmm. uh, from doing a lot of uh, physical Switch uh, releases of indie games yeah. into also adding on, uh, you know, dig digital, um, Steam, maybe other consoles or yeah. uh, exactly. So so 
I'm not sure how long they've been working on that, but for a while. So it takes takes quite a bit to set up, right. uh, do all the budgeting, set up all the marketing stuff and so yeah, on. Yeah, um, I'm sure. They, they've been working on this for a while. Um, so so this this facet of of more digital based games from you know from you to the other uh games that were mentioned in that big reveal is this something where you know uh say that your game does super well right lone ruin does amazing is there some kind of thing in the contract where they're like well we still might make a physical version of it depending on the popularity right Right. Uh, so contractually, we're not talking about uh, platforms or gotcha. any of that yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so no promises, but you know their their history. So right. It's, you, it's you, you can make an educated guess. Yeah, for sure. It's nice because this is a publisher that you know has that experience, even though you're not using them for that specific you know method. Um, yep. but if something happens, they would be the person to know how to go about making that a physical form if absolutely. Wanted to. So I, it is, it is nice to have them under your wing, really. Yep. They're, they have been great so far, like helping me out <laughs> with all, all sorts of stuff. So I'm really happy about it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to be part of like, we didn't talk a lot about it, but I've been making games mostly on my own, yeah. uh, I, th for this project, I actually brought in my brother as a sound designer and musician. That's so cool. uh, that's a little bit less lonely, yeah. <laughs> a little bit less alone. <laughs> uh, and and having having a, a a publisher that has a like they're not a, a doesn't feel like a corporation that I'm right, working with. It's, right. it's like a group of really cool people that that have opinions and uh, are excited about things and, you know, and ha have good, uh, good feedback and oh, awesome. really knowledgeable and uh, in many ways. So it feels like a little bit more like I'm a part of a team, uh, than, than maybe, uh, when, when you're working like totally solo uh, right. on, on stuff. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Uh, so it, it seems like they take more of like a hands-on approach versus just being like, Hey, we're publishing you like go do it. And then we'll give you some money. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, I pitched the game, or rather, just showed it because we had talked about other things back in like the before times, right? Yeah, uh, that didn't <laughs> didn't uh, uh, that we didn't go with at, at that point, maybe. And then for this, it just uh, happened to to work out. So we had talked a while, uh, yeah, yeah, mostly me and me and George at, uh, at Super Rare. Um, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to talk about this project too, because um, one of the reasons why it caught my attention, other than it being a super cool looking game, was that you originally had created this as a prototype where you kind of have this challenge of completing a game, a full game, uh, or, you know, a slice of a game in one week, uh, yeah. which I think is is amazing. First off, because I saw the what it looked like from the one week and I was like, this looks real good for just one week of work. Um, but Thanks. two, what was, of course, but two, what was like the inspiration behind that? Was that some kind of game jam? Was that just you doing that as a personal kind of like a goal of yourself? What, what was going on there? Mm, so I was working on another game. Like the, the thing, uh, if you go back a little bit, I released, uh, Hell is Other Demons in 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I've been like looking for my next project and I've had the next project for 
like a, a couple of couple of times. Gotcha. Uh, but I've kind of given up on them. So that's that's like one <laughs> of the things that like it's, it's like the second album for a band. It's really hard to get it right. Right. Uh, and uh, and yeah. So so I was working on a game, and then I gave that up, and then I started another game, uh, and then I was thinking like. I was working on that, say, from 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 spring to, uh, yeah, summer uh, sometime. And yeah. last week, before I was supposed to go on vacation, I thought like, uh, let's just let's just do something. I've I'd played a lot of. Uh, do you know Snake RX? Mm, uh, not familiar with it. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's one of those like auto battler kind of games where you have okay, uh, you're controlling a snake and then you choose which. Uh, which segments that snake should have. And the segments have different synergies. Some of them are like shooting uh, projectiles and some are summoning different uh, little. Oh. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a really yeah. like small game and I was super inspired by that. And I was yeah, like, cool. I'm going to have to check this out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. And the soundtrack it's just, it's just so good. Uh, <laughs> so check, check that out. Uh, okay. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird minimalistic game. I know it was done in like three months before it was released. It took off. Uh, some streamers played it, and, and uh, right. the person behind it kind of, kind of, kind of open about numbers and stuff. So I was like looking at that, and I felt like there's a there's a week now uh, until the end of and end of the the or beginning of uh, a couple of weeks of vacation. Like up here yeah, in Sweden, yeah, yeah, yeah. we take vacations like four weeks of summer which is uh, oh that's that's fancy <laughs> it's just something we something we do culturally so uh i saw that and i was like inspired to kind of try something else and i was like okay i got a week Let, let's make a let's make a little challenge i also saw some some youtubers doing similar things like a, a game in a day a game in like something yeah so just in the mindset of you know time constrained thing the other part yeah. like going back to having having a project uh that you are uh working on a little bit more lo long term mm -hmm. was also com coming out of doing that at the same time as um a lot of contract work so but right when, when projects go long it's really easy to only see the problems and i was like i don't want to i don't want to do that and time constraints and game jams and such will force you to not ever go into the mode of getting sick of the game. So that was why right. I was inspired to to kind of get that thing started uh, yeah. and do that. I also yeah, do streaming, which uh, which helps a lot for for getting uh, you know uh, uh, work done and yeah. not just sit <laughs> on your ass. And, and yeah, because you got people literally watching you the entire time. Yeah. You're like, I better keep up. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy the idea of of pushing yourself kind of uh, as just a challenge that you gave yourself rather than being uh, put on by some kind of, you know, major yeah. deadline that was actually there. It's just something you did because it it does force you to uh, one of the things that I liked was forces you not to kind of see all of the problems because it's so new and because more of the challenge is like, how do I get it to just work? And how do I get it to feel good, right? Yeah. So there's always going to be those little things that are wrong. There's always going to be those pieces that like, it's not going to be a fully polished, fully fledged game, but is it fun? Does it have a cool mechanic? Does it have something that, that would interest people? Is it a small slice that shows, you know, showcases something that could be 
great, which I think, you know, makes sense. And that's kind of why you had that, that piece, what is now Lone Ruin and why you were able to showcase it and be like, Hey, do people like this? Like, should I create more of it? Like I, I do enjoy that because it gives you a real quick way to market yourself to an audience to show like, you know, within that week, you already had something that is, this is the prototype. This is what the game could be. Is there a, a real, you know, want for this yep. right away? Um, which goes to my next question. And that's just, you know, what was that moment where you thought, yeah, I'm going to continue this project, right? Like, did you know immediately after completing it from that first week or were you still kind of hesitant and then got feedback from people and they were, you know, gung ho about it? Like, what was that like for you? Um, I think, uh, I don't remember exactly what happened there, but I, uh, as I, as I remember it, it did decently on Twitter. Like I put out something and, uh, got a few likes and I, I, I was getting good, good feedback from uh-huh. like around, around people. And then I also started talking to some, uh, like a good, a good measure is like when you, when you get, uh, those, uh, Twitter messages, uh, DMS from, from publishers that are like, Oh, what are you doing with this? Yeah. <laughs> is there anything we can help you with? So <laughs> that's when I started to think like, uh, and I was already sick of my old project. Like, so I was, yeah. I was eager to abandon things, <laughs> which is like my thing to do. I abandon everything. Uh, so, so, uh, yeah. I was I was uh, pretty quickly thinking. Okay, this is going to be the new project. Uh, yeah. I also uh, got my brother involved because I needed him, of course, but also because I needed something that is harder to abandon. Yeah, <laughs> and then another <laughs> like step on top of that would be like you know having 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 a publisher and having having these. Uh, contracts that need to be filled so i couldn't give it up and also it it was like this is something that i can probably finish my previous project would be like okay i'm gonna work on this for a year year longer or something right right and then this was like okay i'm gonna finish this in three months exactly like uh uh the the snake or x dude did right or a person i don't know um yeah (laughs) uh so um you know uh so so it wasn't like a certain thing but it uh, things just kind of fell into place it seems like yeah. yeah that makes sense one thing led to another uh how long uh just quick question how long have you been working on this game so far then uh so um end of or beginning of july i think i did that one one week five days i worked on it for five days and like two extra days after and it was uh, a little bit of evenings but mostly like office hours uh gotcha so so that thing um you know uh i did that and then i went for a couple of weeks of vacation and then i've been been working on it uh i name my uh streams out of how many days i think i've been working on it and the last (laughs) stream was uh one oh eight or something like that okay so about a hundred days so about a hundred days actual, actual works something like that yeah yeah uh, yeah okay and i feel right. like i haven't haven't 
haven't moved since the first week. It's like, oh, no, <laughs> so, it's so weird when you when you start a project, everything happens so fast. And then it just like turns into a slog after. I don't know. You week. should you should watch probably your stream from like stream one, stream two and be like, oh, no, yeah. I've made a lot of progress. Actually, I'm sure you'll yeah. feel that way. I think that's a pretty cool like uh, since I did stream almost, I would say like pretty much every second of that first uh, week uh, of work. That's a pretty cool thing to go back to once once you're a little bit. You know? It's it's something that always interests me because especially for those who are really into the game or, you know, just curious on the process, it's nice to get a view of you know, the, the inner workings of how this game really was created. And mm. a lot of the times for streamers who are doing that, you're usually, you know, talking about the problem or explaining kind of what you're doing at that moment. So yep. it's great from a learning perspective, if you want to understand development. And it's also just interesting because you're literally cre creating a devlog without having to actually create one. It's just <sighs> happening while you're working on the game. Just so, in eight and a half hour chunks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's probably there's probably a better way for an abridged version. But like if people really wanted to know what you're doing each and every day, like it's there. So yeah. it it does add a layer of accountability if people are like, man, this guy's just is he even working on the game? Like where is it? It's like, no, you can see exactly what he's doing. Yeah. You know you can tune in every every day between whatever nine and and five generally like, like yeah I, I stream i stream almost everything and i i've tried not streaming uh and i've had to not stream due to things under nda or whatever yeah and those yeah, days yeah. are so it's so hard to get shit done <laughs> i have no I've, I, I get spoiled by by chat by by just yeah uh, having them watch over my shoulder you like, it sounds like you need that accountability as well <laughs> i do i do i do i do and i enjoy that accountability too so it's not Right, right. Yeah, I mean, hey, if it works, it works. It does. That's awesome. Um, let's. Uh, we've been kind of, you know, lightly talking about the game. Let's actually dive into more of the details about what this game is and and what people can expect. Um, yep. If you had to explain Lone Ruin and what it was in, you know, a couple sentences or or less, what would you tell someone this game is all about? I should have that uh, elevator pitch. Yeah, ready. yeah, that's <laughs> so. It's it's, okay. uh, we're, we're workshopping it here today. Okay, yeah, you, you can you can give me feedback later. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a, a top-down roguelike with uh, spell customization. So um, you go through different rooms, uh, you meet enemies, you dispose of them using your spells, and then you get some kind of reward that can upgrade your spells or give you more spells. Uh, so um, Generally, uh, it's like a mix of Diablo and Snake RX and, you know, Hyperlight Drifter. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh, I could see, I could see a good amount of that. It's, it's funny because all of the ones you picked were different from the games that I thought you had pulled inspiration from. So <laughs> it's, super, it's super cool to hear that just because when I saw this, my mind went to... Then again, based on time frames, it probably makes sense. My mind went to Hades. My mind went to Noita. Um, you know, I, I could definitely see the Hyperlight Drifter from the just the color palette of, yeah. of everything in there, which, man, people, you got to just like, just look at a still frame of this game. Like, so good. Um, but what was what was like the main inspiration for the combat style of this game? Because this is a very fast paced, like 
I, I I've watched a couple videos of it of you just constantly dashing back and forth. You have all these giant yeah. spells that you're using. You know, like what was the inspiration around combat? Uh, I think uh, actually like Diablo is is definitely uh, one of the inspirations. So I've been I've been going back in time a lot. Uh, in this interview so so let's do that again okay let's if, do it if you go back to like i don't know even dates 2012 or something 2013 like way back when uh -huh. I, I used to work on a game called tiny wizard which was um actually also like a game jam thing it was during uh ludum there i think uh, uh, -huh. uh I, I made a little game and then I, in various iterations, tried to make that game. And that was made during the beta of Diablo 3. And there were okay. things that I didn't like about Diablo 3. Like, I couldn't move with WASD. Yeah. Uh, and, like, aiming was a little bit weird and, you know, all those things. And I, then I liked a few things, like some of the spells were cool. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, a lot of it came from that. And then usually like when i play a game i get super inspired by that combat system so hyperlight drifter is definitely where some of the dashing comes from yeah um and and just um those those parts have been in the back of my head for for quite a while and then i got this like i get to do whatever i want for a week and and i had a couple of you know, I had a, a document that said these things I want to do and these things I don't. And one of the mm -hmm. things I don't want to do is like care about if anyone is going to like it. Uh, <laughs> and if it's unique, I didn't care about any of those things. So, right. so, so I just fun. start like I, I just put those things in there and, and start. And then uh, that Snake RX game have this economics slash optimizations uh, layer on top of it. So I try to pick things that could combine those you know those those different uh parts into something that's uh, interesting to me so i, I want something gotcha. that's fast i want something that's customizable i want some kind of economic layer where you optimize buy things re-roll items in a shop and so on yeah yeah okay um, i can definitely see that especially from uh one of the youtube videos that you have of just gameplay mm -hmm. you have Seemingly the ability to swap out and buy different spells from to you know to change your arsenal however you want to customize yep. your character based on what you're getting because obviously it's a roguelike so it depends on RNG a little bit. Um, but then there's also this they kind of look like crystals. I'm not exactly sure what they are, but they're like modifier type pieces that will be uh, something that you can slot into each one of those spells. Can you take me mm -hmm. through uh, you know a little bit more of an elaborate way to just describe kind of what that that loop looks like as far as like customizing your character and, you know, building your character out uh, while you're going through this dungeon. Yeah. Um, they, from, from the start, they were like um, just blessed. I call them blessings you get. And mm. it could be like uh, make uh, you explode when you take damage, killing enemies around you, for yeah. example. So it could be triggered by something. It could also be like movement speed up, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I I ran into like a game design problem where if I added more than like five of those, you would like outscale everything right. and it, you would have no more choices to make. So I wanted something that, um, you know, had that same flavor, but was a little bit more granular and uh, gave the player a, a few more choices to make during during a run. 
like if I want to have 30 rooms or something for a full run and I want to give you some kind of reward almost in every room, mm-hmm. then I got to give you Make a little something small to do. chunks yeah. of it. So, yeah. so I split up those uh, blessings into things that would be like blessings, but for a specific spell. Okay. And then just for ease of explaining, I made it like the, you know, the... Uh, the gems that you put in your uh, equipment in games like World of Warcraft or yeah. uh, Path of Exile or or even Diablo. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So 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 that that that's the the inspiration. And then uh, I'm trying to figure out interesting ways to make each run a little bit more unique. I don't mm. have enough items right now, like both spells and, and 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 gems, but it's getting there. They're they're starting to be like combinations of certain spells are better with certain gems for example right uh, arcane shards and and haste uh will will work really well together just because of how how those things are designed um and that's where a lot of the thinking is uh going in right now in in terms of development that's cool are there any um this might be even more granular but like are there you know, you find these certain, these, uh, let's call them those mini blessings and you slot them into your, uh, your spells, right? Is there a level of, oh, well, if you have five of the same type or, you know, five of the same color, like you get additional stats up, like something to that nature. Um, yeah, yeah? (laughs) there isn't like, that is one of the things that, uh, that we haven't really figured out both. I, I just haven't had time to implement it yet, but it always had that idea of, um, gotcha. uh, of, of elements. Like if you have four, in this case, like I, I call them like Sapphire and uh, Ruby or whatever, because yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of gems in the game. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you have three red gems, then that's something. And even uh, I'm thinking about things like, uh, Okay, the uh, the melee spell is really fun to play with, but it's not optimal. So how can how can I buff that in a way, and how can I uh, infuse my love for Hyperlight Drifter even more in this game? Uh, like I couldn't, I don't have mana, so I can't like give you mana back or charges directly right. from for the different spells. But what if you could say that you regain the number of uh, charges for a spell for like say say it has a synergy with uh, the red rubies for example so I put right. two oh. rubies in, in there and every time I hit an enemy I get some kind of partial charge back for the big Nova spell or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so you yeah. could kind of do that. That um, makes sense. Yeah because I could see things like you know you have uh, a certain amount of, of those red or the blue and you get like extra range on a spell or you get, yes. you know, a, a second burst of whatever the spell is when you use it once or something to that nature. Like there's, there's little ways yeah. you could do that, but that does also cause issues where, you know, it's a balancing thing. Cause then you're like, Oh, yeah. well, I don't want you to be so, you know, just find five red gems and you're good. Right. Like, yeah. so I, I totally get that, but it, it definitely one, was one of the things that when I was watching it, I was like, I wonder if there's a reason to these colors, right. For all the there, different types. Yeah. There, there is, it just haven't been implemented. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll get there. It'll get there. Um, 
I, I wanted to talk uh, also about just like the, the general mechanics of how this game plays out. You know, you're going down this dungeon, you're going farther and farther down. Um, yeah. But I didn't see really if there was, you know, what is the end game with this, right? Is this um, something that's more arcadey and it's just how many dungeons can you go down and it just gets progressively harder? Or is there, you know, forms of bosses and and uh, ultimately an end goal in this game where you are supposed to get to an end piece to do something right yeah um while hades wasn't like uh, an initial inspiration it's become more and more as the game progresses yeah so uh there's definitely like a set number of rooms that uh, um the game is procedural so so every every room is like bowls of oatmeal unique yeah. uh, like a proc gen saying um yeah there is there, there's going to be like three different um biomes or sections or areas or what you call them okay. and they will all end in a boss fight that's the idea and then like i hope that we get to figure out how to do a, a looping system where you could like start from the beginning with your same setup and make it oh, really yeah. hard if you played uh, nuclear throne you know there is uh, a way to restart your run uh, or re loop your run or whatever yeah yeah, uh, yeah. with yeah like maintaining all the stuff and also i do have score in the game i do love myself some 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 leaderboards mm-hmm. uh they're they're uh, really good at the beginning when there are no bosses to keep track of your progress so if i'm beta testing with my uh with my buddies or with uh, my publisher or whatever, like there is something to measure if you're doing well. Uh, okay. Uh, so that that's also a thing. And then, so it's like the beginning uh, of the development, that's really good. And then at the end, when people, everyone has already finished the game, it's also good to have that kind of optimization layer where yeah, you, yeah. you would try to get the uh, the highest score and compete amongst your friends. Yeah, yeah, so it's, um, it's that kind of game. Yeah. I mean, it sounds that's I'm glad it is because that's more of my type uh, rather than the just arcadey see how far you can get, um, because I like having that sense of, you know, uh, more of a mission, right? Like I do have an ultimate goal, which is to get to the end versus just go as long as I can. Um, But granted, everyone has their own opinions, obviously. Um, But I do I do like the idea of this. It does beg the question, though, you know, if we're going through this we're fighting this boss we're uh getting to the end right do you and obviously this can be something where you're like oh well not yet but it's being implemented or we're thinking about it right but like is there a major story behind this world like what is lone ruin like what are we doing here there is a setup that's kind of vague uh from the beginning it was uh always a game that it's not story based it's not a narrative experience there are some uh non uh fleshed out ideas around why why you're doing what you're doing okay. what the world is and so on um so yeah the the the, the lone ruin is, is is a ruined city that that's built on top of a source of magical goop we write and then that kind of uh is all what made the city great and it's also what made the city uh go to uh go to crap in the end right Uh, and they won't be much deeper than that and that might change in detail but that's sort of the setup Uh, okay but what it sounds 
what it sounds like though is that you're more focused on the gameplay and the actual uh you know level to level uh type strategy rather than making this more of a story based or having you know that deeper lore yeah 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 i i find myself like I'm one of those uh, disgusting people who, who just skipped the dial- dialogue in Hades. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I, I just can't, I can't do, like, I don't think that's the, what is really great about games. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it can I mean, be, but in the, like, it's hard to combine. Like, if, if you have a game that is about being a narrative experience, right? Right, and it's, right. That's what that is, but, and that's what I'm there for. Uh, in an action-based game, Sometimes it's nice with a little bit of like a breather between between the action, right? Uh, but mostly, like I, I, I just want to get back to to slashing things or yeah, yeah, yeah. right, blowing things up. No, I uh, get it. I get so it. That, that's, I mean, there's a lot of people who who are making games that aren't like that. So I think we're fine. Like, yeah. my, my my games are probably never going to be that that story focused or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's so. fine. There's a lot of people who uh, that's what they want. Um, for myself, pretty much that's I'm included in that group because I yeah. I did like the story in Hades and I think it, you know, it added a, a good layer to it. But at the same time, there's a lot of times where um, when we do our normal episodes for IndiePod, it's me and a buddy of mine who are talking about, you know, the games that we've been playing. And mm-hmm. when you listen to him, he always goes into like, what he thought about the story and what he thought about, you know, the lore behind it and why yeah. he's interested in the game. And for me, it's never that it's always, this is what the mechanics are. This is what I like about the mechanics. This is why it's cool. Like the story half the time, I'm always like, I barely paid attention. I don't know what's going on, but it's fun. Right. Like, yeah. and that's fine. Like if that's your prerogative, like if that's what you're looking for, then that's perfect. That's what this sounds like. Yeah. It's, it's like that. And, at the same time, I'm the guy that's watching 100 hours of uh, lore videos on Hollow Knight <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I skip the dialogue in game and then have uh, freaking uh, Moss Bag tell me what, what, what is actually going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think story in games is best that way, where it's like something that can be experienced outside, like, uh, even for games that, like I would, I would rather have, um, I would rather have someone talk about the Greek gods in Hades mm-hmm. uh, and explain the different factions or the the interpersonal relations and the story yeah. to me than than to experience it. I don't know why. I'm like that, but I, I'm that, I'm like that with a lot of things. Like, yeah, it sounds like you just like things being kind of segmented into certain, or, you know, if you're going to hear story, you want it to be about the story and to be centered around that versus if you want to play a game, you want it to be about the action, the gameplay and solely focused on that area, which makes sense. Um, I think also we're, we're conditioned to not expect games to have good stories. I mean, uh, well, from like from when I k- grew up with games, there yeah. there weren't any. So I, I think I'm colored by that too. That but, makes sense. You no, know? yeah, you had like one uh, tiny page of little di- dialogue that usually was written yeah. in bad English, and then yeah. uh, you just it was always a princess baddies. that needed yeah <laughs> that needed saving and some yeah that that's always been <laughs> not maybe my favorite uh, story. So who knows. I get it. I get it. Are you yeah. saving a princess in this game? <laughs> no. Oh, well, 
We're just, you're not. We're changing the script. I like it. Maybe, maybe I'll add that just to spite everyone. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. I look forward to it. Um, uh, I have two final questions. One about the game, one about just general advice. But my last question about the game is really, I know that you can't, obviously, because you have a publisher now. So there's a lot of like, you know, walk on eggshells when it comes to release dates and what you (laughs) might think, right? Uh, And you're also, you're in the thick of it right now. You're not going to have an official date. But I I did kind of want to get like, more or less a feeling for for when people can expect this game right is this something that we can expect within a few months is this something that you might be waiting a few years like how's the development process going where do you feel like how confident are you with this game right now uh it it is one of those thorny ones like we we talked about how we were supposed to kind of answer these kinds of things right uh so uh the boring answer is uh, release dates and platforms and pricing will be announced at a later date. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So, so, but if we break it down a little bit, we can uh, we can give some kind of like I, I still feel like I'm um, I'm I'm in a good pretty good place with the general like game mechanics, mm-hmm. the the basics of things. Uh, right. I know how it's gonna look, but it's like I have half of one one area done in terms of graphics. So mm. there's like two and a half more, and right. who knows what happens with that? I don't have any bosses in there, so it's gonna be a while. It's not gonna be like uh, next month it's out or something right, like that. So right, it's gonna right. be a little bit longer. Yeah. Exact dates? I don't wanna. I don't wanna speculate. Yeah, no, much. that's fine. That's it's, fine. We don't. But... We don't have a. We don't have a set date, and yeah, but it's not gonna be super soon and it's not going to be it's not 2025 i can i can tell you that that's probably <laughs> that's probably not breaking my uh, breaching my contract too much yeah so yeah, yeah no it, i think it's, it's nowhere like you know. i i like the way you answered that though because it gave context to like there's still a good chunk of work that's left right yeah. so we're not going to see this you know tomorrow um yeah. but i i wasn't expecting a date because yeah. usually people don't want to do it like and I get it because you don't want to put something out there and then people be mad that it's not out or yeah. whatever. Um, so I do understand, but it's nice to get the context of how you're doing just from a development standpoint. Yeah. Um, are you still going to be working on this, uh, you know, by yourself for the majority of it? Or is there any emphasis on bringing like a, an extra developer or two onto the team? No, uh, the team is probably from 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 the start to the end is going to be mostly like me and my brother. Uh, I do everything except for music and sound uh, and publishing stuff. Right. Of course, there yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff that goes into that. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, no, it's going to be it's going to be mostly like ninety percent of the hours put in is probably going to be me. Okay. I don't have any plans to bring anyone else in. Who knows? Maybe I meet someone. Uh, is there a Tinder for game dev? <laughs> Maybe I can. Like, I'm not opposed to the idea. It's just uh, hard to find people that align and are. Uh, it's 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 hard to add on add on people. Yeah, I think you just made a great business model, though. There, I'm sure yeah. there's uh there's room for a Tinder for game devs to find people <laughs> to work with. I'm sure someone's gonna make that idea yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah, I, I will take ten percent <laughs> up to ten million. I'm. Uh, it's okay. 
that's okay. I like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems reasonable. Um, (laughs) Once again, I I do want to thank you for coming on. I have one last question that I I always ask everyone who comes onto the show, which is just general advice. Uh, It's for anyone who's, you know, looking to get into your place as far as maybe they want to be a solo uh, dev, maybe they want to work on a team and they just want to build their first indie game, right? Um, What's some advice that you would give to someone, especially now after, you know, creating uh, a game, uh, having a lot of little projects now working on this, this new one, you know, what would you have maybe told yourself, I don't know, like five years ago, as far as like something that would have helped you today? So the obvious advice is start twenty years ago. <laughs> that that's that's harder to harder to live by or to to actually enact. But uh, yeah, it, it is really hard. Like don't do don't quit your day job if you are gonna be on the streets if you don't get any money in. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta be smart about the money aspect. Um, it it's I think everyone is different and and. It's it's really hard to, to give a give general advice like that. Yeah, for uh, sure. But yeah, always try to see things from multiple angles. Like a lot of the deals you you're gonna get is from someone who wants to launch something like uh, a new uh, Steam competitor, or if if they were like be open to those kinds of things. Uh, also, like streaming is not a revenue stream, so to speak. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, but it does connect me to a lot of people. Right. Uh, same with with like Twitter. Be out there. Try to try to connect with people, even if if you're not on, on game dev Tinder, you might make connections and just make sure your your stuff is there. And also, don't work don't work on your game in like secrecy for three years and then show people afterwards and hope. Yeah. Show good. it in the first week. <laughs> yeah, just make it in the first week. Start start small is is another another good one. Sorry, these are really really general generic. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, I don't have any like. I've been lucky. Be lucky. That's <laughs> well, that's that's good also one. a good point. Like a lot of it is, yeah. you know, you have to be good at what you're doing. You have to uh, you have to have that that kind of skill, that drive, that tenacity. But you also sometimes have to just be in the right place at the right time. Like yeah. there is a level of you know. Is your game going to blow up? Are you going yep. to get those opportunities? Like some of it, unfortunately, is just luck and that's how it works. But you have to yep. keep trying and you have to, I would say, be passionate about what you do because of the fact that it is very much a sometimes you just have to get lucky. Because like if you don't yep. like what you're doing, right, you're just going to be miserable just trying to like to make it big off that one potential of yep. being the next Undertale or whatever it is. But like how far and few in between are those games, right? It's yeah. not every day that we have another one of those. So um, I, I think it does make sense, though, with what you were saying of like streaming or using Twitter as as a means to to communicate and to connect. Um, it's one of the yeah. things that I suck at doing, which I wish I was better. Um, but it's definitely something that helps. Like I see it all the time. Twitter is a great place for uh, indie devs just because uh, I see constant uh, of promotion of not only you know, that devs games, but of other games that they're like, oh, this person's doing a great job, like check it out or just talking about their games and things of like, you know, just general promotion, which I think is great to see. But also like if you want to get out there, you have to also help by promoting other people's games and being kind of like an ally to everyone in this community. Yeah, it's uh, it's a 
pretty cool place for all its uh, warts and uh, yeah, you know, there's it's there's kind of a, dark a, sides a, to Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> but but it, it's been uh, net positive for me at least. Uh, <laughs> getting into contact with uh, so many like a lot of what's happened in the last couple of years are due to contacts I made with people, someone new, someone else, someone like networking is so, so crucial to, to get ahead. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta do that. Gotta do it. All right. Well, so for those listening, Lone Rune is currently in development. So if any of it sounded interesting, the main way that you can check it out is over on their Steam page. That's just L-O-N-E-R-U-I-N, Lone Rune. Uh, wishlist the game. It does help out the developers um, just to make sure that they are getting traction on it because it then Steam will promote the game more. And as well, you'll get any notes or updates when the game does come out or any uh, you know updates that go through their Steam page. It's super helpful for both you and the developer. Make sure you do that. Once again, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. <laughs>